everyone, welcome to Half-Ass Movie Reviews. My name is John. And my name is Matt. And this is going to be the start of a very long series for us because... Very, very long Yes. Series. Um, I don't know how many films there are total. I think 25 by now. Guys, uh, come on. The dogs are getting a little crazy. We apologize. Yep. Because again, we do not film in a real studio. We film in my basement. Despite how this might look, it is not a real studio. Yeah. So o Audio listeners probably already know that. They probably <laughs> figured it out by now, right? <laughs> Come on, go upstairs. Let's go. So we're here today to start off our James Bond reviews, which you guys voted on. Yes. And me and Matt actually have some little caveats in there that we want to like talk about. Caveats? Caveats, caveats, whatever the hell it is. Jesus. Because... <laughs> And We're, this is the guy driving the ship right now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like a drunk airline pilot. <laughs> But we're here today because we're going to do these, one of these, probably every week. But if we ever feel like taking a break, maybe we'll pepper in some other reviews throughout. Some one-offs, yeah. some random stuff. Not probably going to start another franchise until we get at least most of the way through this one. Yeah. Because you know, we want to stick with this. Uh, but if we find the time and we have some slow leaks, uh, slow leaks, slow weeks, we'll try to maybe even start another franchise and do two a week, possibly, if yeah. we have enough time. I don't know. I don't know if we'll have enough time. Yeah, it all depends on time because we film all this stuff in one shot and then we kind of go our separate ways through the week. And, you know, mm. that, that's why you see all the solo reviews and stuff. Whatnot. And this could be a pretty long franchise, so we don't want to burn you guys out on it. If you're not interested in James Bond, and that's going to be the next 24 episodes, you know, it's... <laughs> It's going to be a little tough, so we, we might have to break it up a little bit. We'll see how it goes. But it's fun for you guys because now you know we're doing a James Bond movie every week, so they're pretty much all on Amazon because Amazon owns the James Bond franchise now, so mm -hmm. you could actually just... Yeah, add, do a watch-along with us. With us, yeah. So this week's Dr. No, next week will be From Russia With Love. Mm -hmm. But we're here today to talk about Dr. No, which is the first in the James Bond franchise, and at the time, this movie was seen as a risk. It's based on the Ian Fleming novels. Dr. No is actually the sixth James Bond book. It's not the first, believe it or not. Casino Royale is the first James Bond book. And there was a Casino Royale TV movie before this. So technically, Sean Connery isn't the first person to play James Bond. Mm. But he's the first James Bond that we all really know because he's the guy who started it all. And at this point, which really made me upset, I looked this up last night, James Bond is 31 years old. Not James Bond. Sean Connery is 31 years old in this movie. 31? Yeah, and that means that me and him are the same age. So he's James Bond by 31, and this is what I do by 31. I feel like he looks like much more established and distinguished than me. Yeah, well, he looked a little, I wouldn't have said 31. I would have said 40s, maybe, right? you know, a little uh, older. Guys back then just had more miles on them. Yeah. That's what it is. It's just, I don't know. They were just beaten down by the time they, you know, got there. And another thing about Sean Connery is Sean Connery is not British, despite this being one of the most British. Scottish. He's Scottish. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So he's James Bond. Oh, I didn't know that was up for debate. Yeah. Well, it's just that Sean Connery is Scottish, but James Bond, I don't think is Scottish. I think James Bond is British. And I think. British. It, yeah, yeah. He is, right? For London, James. Yeah. yeah. Or England or for, whatever. That's from Goldeneye. Same place. For England, London. <laughs> same thing. We have a lot of people who watch us from London. And <laughs> well, it's the same thing, isn't it? London, England. Um, it's no, the it, same place. That's not. Yes, it is. London is in England. London is yes. a city in England. Right. If you know, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, yeah. England is the country. It's like saying like you know, Manhattan is New York. I mean, I guess it is. It is. I guess it is. I guess I see what you're saying. Is my point. <laughs> I think you're trying to say New York is the United States, which I, it is. Eh. It's in the United States, but it's not the United States. The right, United States but, is a bunch of states, 50 right, of them, right. anyway, actually. Anyway. Anyway, we're drifting off topic, as usual. 
because we're here today to talk about James Bond and the one that started off. So this movie only had a $1.1 million budget and it was really hard to actually get that money because mm. no one had faith in this movie and here we are all these years later talking about this franchise. Well, so. it had 24 sequels or 20, whatever. Yeah, 24 sequels. a number of games. And also what I've been doing, you mentioned From Russia With Love, I remember that was the first one that sparked my mind. I'm going to try to collect the video games as we go along. How many video games are there, basically? There's a lot. Yeah? There's a lot, because I've been doing a lot of research, and I've been going down the list, and I ordered a few recently, and uh, they'll be here in time for the next one. But From Russia With Love was... Uh, I actually remember that was a Game Informer cover at one point. Do you remember that? Yeah. So it, what console was that on? Was that an N- Xbox, was that... PS2. So it was that era. Game, that... Yep. See, that's where I kind of stopped playing the James Bond games until one that you brought up, which was Quantum of Solace, which is a really... 360. Under... Yeah, that's an underrated James Bond. Yeah, game. That's, that's a good one. Actually... Pretty much all of them on 360 were really, really good, or that generation were really good. Yeah, it's just a shame because they all automatically get compared to GoldenEye because that's the standard, you know. Right, yeah, and we got the new GoldenEye on Game Pass. Which you played, right? Yeah, I'm having a great time on the Xbox Series X version, but I know the Switch version has multiplayer online. I just don't understand how they didn't put that in the Xbox version. So as the movie starts, you're going to notice right away the big thing that starts at the beginning of every James Bond movie is the, the gun barrel sequence. Mm. And actually, this is the first time they did it. So the guy who created this was Maurice Binder. He actually also created the opening credits for the first 16 James Bond films. So he's the guy every single James Bond movie opens with a gun barrel sequence into one of those crazy opening credit sequences that are just usually with the Bond theme song playing over whatever the theme song is for the particular movie. Right. And he created this pretty crazy. He actually put a pinhole camera down the barrel of a 38 caliber gun Mm-hmm. Barrel, I guess. And that guy isn't Sean Connery shooting at the camera. It didn't look like him. No, it's not him. I believe it was just a an assistant or something. Because they, oh, okay. they were just trying to create it. I think by the third movie, Goldfinger, it's Sean Connery at the end. Mm-hmm. And then from that point on, whoever the James Bond is, is the guy. So that was it. a real gun barrel. Yes. That's why you see all the swirls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very interesting yeah. how they did that, actually. You know why the swirls are there? To spin the bullet along? Yep. Mm-hmm. I know some things. Okay. About. I, I didn't think... Uh... You didn't know that. I mean, guns are like, they're pretty old now and and haven't really advanced. I didn't know you were. I'm not an expert by any means, but I mean, I also do have common sense. Okay. (laughs) And then. Debatable, but. uh. All right, go fuck yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So after our intro and we get that awesome Dr. No uh, title sequence, we end Mm -hmm. up in Jamaica and we see. Queens. In (laughs) Queens. Jamaica. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's not Queens. It's Jamaica. <laughs> it's Kingston, Jamaica, I believe, is the country, and we see two people get killed. Now, I want to say right off the bat, this is going to be a pretty hard recap for me because, not going to lie to you, I fell asleep. Did you? I fell asleep at like the last twenty minutes. Wow. Yeah. Really? Mm-hmm. So you, did you miss it? Or... Oh yeah, I missed it. So you don't even know how this movie ends. I went to bed. Yeah. Uh, well, I. <sighs> I saw Dr. No- well, I guess no future spoiler, but but I'll tell you about where I fell asleep All right. in, in your recap here. Okay, so yeah, we open on when they're in Jamaica and we see two people get killed. One of those happens to be another 00, 006. He's stationed there and his secretary, who's a new secretary, she also gets killed by three hitmen. Yep, the three blind mice or whatever. Yes. They're playing what? that song or something shit. Three blind mice. Yeah, actually, the music is really good in this. It also, this is the first time we hear the James Bond theme. They use it a lot throughout this, and it's awesome. I love that. 
It's very are we, iconic. Are we talking about the scene where th those three guys kill somebody? Yeah. Okay, did you notice the real hard cut when the guy was by the window? Oh, there is a lot. I have a lot of editing issues in there this. Was a, there was, yeah, okay. I was like, holy shit. Like, yeah. That was a good... That was There's a good, good jump in the frames, and it happens yeah. a couple times. And yeah, that's, yeah, again, yeah. this is a 1962 movie. This, this was mm -hmm. directed by Terrence Young, and he wasn't even the first choice to be the director. He was like the third or fourth because they wanted to lock people in for multiple movies. And again, mm -hmm. budget really small, so they were cutting a lot of corners. They were actually, I was reading about the set designs and everything like that, and like they were just not like thrown together. Everything just is in frame of the camera. Everything to the left and right is like just nothing. Like they. Well, it's funny you say that because I was actually I wanted to compliment some of the sets. Like set later in the movie, like that facility they were in, I thought looked really really cool. That's actually something I love about it too. And yeah, it's all handmade stuff. Like they did shoot a lot in Jamaica though. When after these two people get killed, it's a double O double O six. Who mm -hmm. actually I don't think it's the same name double. that. Uh, Trevelin or whatever, like Alexander. I forget what it, it was in GoldenEye. GoldenEye is our favorite, so I mean. Yeah, that's 006. We're going to keep referring to GoldenEye. Yeah, that's Sean Bean <laughs> is the actor who in that 006. Who right. we, again, but this one, we don't even see him. We just see him get murdered, his secretary get murdered, and then mm -hmm. they call up MI6, and they're trying to get a hold of this guy, and they can't. He's stationed there, and there's some problems going on in Jamaica right now. Apparently, some people are using radio interference to, like, get rid of like this is one problem i had with the movie and all every time i see it, the plot of what dr noah's trying to do kind of confuses me he's trying to like i honestly i i i couldn't tell you what i, <laughs> I watched <laughs> i don't really like I, <laughs> they're trying to like okay so this is before we even went to the moon or nothing like this is yeah. early in the space race so this is us shooting off our missiles and dr noah is basically trying to intercept those missiles for okay. himself is basically what i got from this. this is also the first mention of but specter why? But why? Well, basic reason. Put that why? Ryan Reynolds meme in there. <laughs> but why? What was that, Van Wilder? Yeah. yeah, and the reason is he just wants to take over the world because he's not accepted by any other country. He's only accepted by Spectre, which is some of the smartest people in the world. Now, I also want to say one other thing. Now, this movie, when you think of James Bond, you think of the theme song, you think of... The, the shake and not stirred, the Bond, James Bond, like all these one-liner, all these iconic things. And all of that is in this movie. It is, but it's all... All of it. It is all there, but it's all very new and not done almost to like what it would be. Right, but I just, I was very surprised that we got it all in this first movie. Because yeah. I've never seen this one. I've seen a bunch of them and I just, I don't remember which ones I've seen. But uh, about a quarter way through, I was like, yeah, no, I never saw this one. I've so seen some other Sean Connery ones. I, I was just very surprised to see all of that in the first movie. Yeah. And then they just they used it every single movie, which is fine. Yeah, no, but that's what the thing is. James Bond follows a formula. And now that's what actually, that's what I think dates this movie is like all like the big reveals, like even his gadgets. The big gadget in this movie is him getting a new gun. Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like that, that's the big gadget. They're going through the whole thing, like showing him the new gun and because his old one jammed. But like, that's it. Like, you don't get... There's no exploding pen. None of that stuff yeah, is no. in there. There's no real concentration on the gadgets. That's not really till the following movies. Because, yeah. again, they didn't know if this was going to work. Spoiler alert, it did. Yeah. I mean, I liked Sean Connery. I had... It, I'm glad I watched it, but I don't know if I will revisit this anytime soon, if ever, again. You know, I, it, it was just a little... Uh... I saw you gave it two and a half stars. I gave it four. Woof. Eh, because... I there are some aspects of this movie that I truly do love. And we're talking out of five. Out of five, yeah. yeah. There are some aspects. I, I actually think that Sean Connery is great in this movie as far as like. Oh, his he was goes. good. He was good. Yeah. And you know, and the chick 
the, yeah. the blunt, she was fine. And um, I, I, I did forgive a lot because there is a lot of like bad like editing mistakes and right. like, and like, but like just overall, dubbing. <laughs> but overall, the plot itself was... The plot gets convoluted. I didn't really care yeah. what the hell was going on and there just wasn't enough action. I get that. And there really isn't a lot of action. That's where the budget came in because... We'll get to the car scene, but you notice that they freaking, when they cut to close-ups of him, the rear projector behind him is so obvious. And actually, I, I want to say something about the car scene also. The black uh, convertible they were in. Yeah? When they took that turn off the road. Oh, my God. Like an animal. I, that's, and I'm like, you're trying to get away and you want to... <laughs> well, no, he fucking turned... And that, 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 that's a fucking heavy car. I know. You that's know? A, what is that? Way, like a fucking 65, 56 Chevy? Some, yeah, something like that. that. That's probably a fucking 3,500-pound car, if not more. I said the same thing sitting next to Faith. I'm like, do you see the way he just took that turn like that? Like a, like a beast. Like excellent driving. I know. For like, sure. But still, I was like, whole, I actually said, holy shit. <laughs> he fucking turned the shit out of that thing. Like, yeah, you could just sell, tell it like, all right, let's get this shot. Come down the road, hit it real quick. <laughs> God, I can't believe it didn't just fly into the bushes or something. I no. can't believe it just held. And, oh, uh, God. oh, well, there's a lot of crazy stunt work. Again, 1962, everything is done practically. So even right. that tarantula scene, yeah. uh, it's all done. Fuck du that. Yeah, well, that's all the stunt, man. Right. They, they did it one time with um, Sean Connery was underneath a piece of glasses between them, and then they didn't like how it looked, so they got the stunt guy in there. A piece of glass? Yeah, a piece of plexiglass. Right, Actually, you can notice it because you see the shadow of the spider on Sean Connery if you look close. Mm. So he was underneath it, but they, the director didn't like how it looked, so they reshot it with the uh, and used the real tarantula with the stunt guy. And the stunt guy said that was the scariest stunt he ever did. Yeah, because uh, that's. Well, a, I guess if you if you get a defanged one or something, I don't not know too much. Uh, I don't know what it is risk but he, involved, but anyway, I wouldn't want to fucking spider spiders crawl. and snakes. Mm -mm, no, I'm more spiders than snakes. I could live with a snake, but a spider, I don't like a fucking spider uh, at all. That's why I think Arachnophobia is one of the scariest movies ever. I'd just because with, I'm scared of fucking spiders. I'd rather spiders. deal with a spider. Really? Snake. Really? Yeah, you could step on a spider. Or even like a big spider. You could, you could smack that or, or fucking step on it. A snake is going to be a little harder to, to deal with. You're going to need an axe. Definitely. Yeah. you got to de-head that thing. No, I guess you're right. And James Bond did take it out. He just stepped on it. And by the way, with him stepping on it, did you hear the score? <laughs> Like, yeah. oh my god, it's so 60s. <laughs> but once we get to James Bond, the intro is very famous. The first time he does Bond. James Bond. James Bond. Bond. Because mm -hmm. they don't show him table. for lights the cigarette. And I'm like, damn, this guy is just fucking cool. It's like, holy shit, that's this movie, the first one. Mm -hmm. And that's oh. his introduction. That's our introduction to James Bond. Yeah. He shows up at MI6. He meets Money Penny. Money Penny appears in all the James Bond movies. Different actresses every time. It is okay. Because yeah. see, when I think of Money Penny, I think of that old lady. That you know, you're thinking of M. You're thinking of Judy Dench. Oh, so that's not the same. No, see, no. M is played by the so when he walks in the room. So it's like three rooms. He walks in. There's Money Penny. That's the secretary. Right. Yeah. And then M is in the next room. M is who Judy Dench plays in the later movies. So M gives him the rundown, be like, hey, we lost this guy. You have to go there and investigate, figure out what's going on. Good news for you. We're going to take that Beretta that you've been using for the last 10 years off your hands, and we're going to give you something real nice, something brand new. I don't know what the gun was, he says, but both of them look like little guns to me. And one thing I noticed throughout this entire movie, once I noticed that little gun is, man, Austin Powers took a lot from that. That was the next thing I wanted to say was... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> I think Austin Powers literally just used this movie. This, this movie. movie only. No, they used some stuff from like because like you know uh, the costume that Doctor Evil's wear and his whole look yeah, is based okay. on uh, Donald Pleasance, but a lot like the whole layer thing and yeah. the suits they're wearing in the layer. Mm -hmm. Totally the first Austin yeah, Powers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also dressing them. That's something they bring up in the first. You're gonna dress them and feed them? Like, <laughs> yeah. We could shoot them right now. I'll go get my gun. We can shoot them together. Yeah. No, I'm gonna put them in an easily escapable situation. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> and then just hope everything went according to plan. What? <laughs> right. <laughs> I love that movie. Oh, my God. The first lesson. And they just... It's a lot better than this. Well, oh, I'll agree to that 100%. Okay. Yeah. Okay. But I also think that the first Austin Powers is a comedy classic. Oh, it is. It's fantastic. <laughs> One of the funniest movies ever. It's still quotable. I feel like it gets overlooked. It does. I mean, we were the right age when it we came. We should do an Austin Powers watch through. Maybe we'll sprinkle that in here. But, I mean, they are it, spoofs of James Bond it movies. Does, it does track. It yeah. does. Like, yeah, all right. So maybe those are our one-offs. When we get a little bored, we'll pepper in a little uh, Austin Powers. Yep. That's it. Now James Bond is going to Jamaica. Mm. He's, yeah, he's got to get on a flight. He's got to head to Jamaica. He's Six going to... train. Yeah, he's always flies there. The subway. Uh, man, and everything is so dated. Like, the airport in Jamaica, the 60s, and, you know, he... Uh, but, we see James Bond's really smart. He doesn't understand why somebody would be waiting for him. So he calls them up and he's like, did you send a car from him? No, I figured you didn't want that. So he puts two and two together and goes, okay, this guy ain't who he says he is. Realizes he's being followed. So he's like, okay, pull off here. And this is the scene you were talking yeah, about so when the guy fucking flings the car just around that corner beautifully mm -hmm. and puts the gun to his head and says, tell me who you are. Mm -hmm. And now this fucking guy, he's, he's like, ah, I'm loyal. And mm -hmm. so he fucking takes a cyanide pill and kills himself. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. And he brings him back and he starts talking about that there's a CIA agent here. Now, question. Mm -hmm. This is the office he left in the morning, right? No, there's a different office. This okay. is somebody I was who lived. He, he got on a plane yeah. and then drove no. the car back to the office. No. Because th that's what I saw. No, this guy is somebody stationed in Jamaica. I think, I, from what I understand, I don't know if he's connected to MIC. I think he's like an ambassador for the country. Like, he works with everybody who like comes through there. Because there's a CIA agent, CIA agent there, too, so Felix Lighter. So that that he brought the car back to with the guy dead in the yeah, back seat. That's, that's still in Jamaica. the same office where Money no. Penny was? No, but I could see why you would think that. Okay. you got to remember, too, in the 60s, um, sets designs and just really where you went anywhere they really like to lean into those terrible awful colors like mm -hmm. they like those dark greens and the beiges and you or know. The, like the, the pastel yellow yeah like everybody's house and buildings they just they really i don't know why they were into it you know we're still trying to peel off those layers now it was the times yeah, yeah my house has a lot of stuff from that era i have a propane stove in my kitchen or my living room like, you know to heat the house mm. very dated very dangerous i don't recommend them mm. so anyway yeah they talk and they're like hey you know cia agent felix lighter felix lighter pops up in a lot of later movies but okay. he is in this movie and, but him and james bond have a weird relationship in this one compared to how they would in the later movies so yeah and this is also where he gets a drink and it's the first time we see he'll take a martini and the guy brings it to him he's like i made it how you like it shaking that stuff but he doesn't actually say it right. in this movie yes somebody else says it he does some more investigating and he figures out where the old double o was working and he was working down at the pier and he was working with this guy uh some a jamaican guy who lives on the island actually he's in this movie a lot quarrel he's the guy down at the pier carl he, Quarrel. It starts with a Q, his name. Okay, okay, we're not calling him Carl. I'm looking at it right now. It says Quarrel. So anyway, he's like, all right. He's like, you were working with my friend and everything like that. And that was then, the guy dressed like Gilligan? Yes, I thought the same thing. Okay. And he wears that red shirt through the entire movie. And I think they go multiple days. And he never changes his shirt. Mm. Raises a lot of questions. But he ends up like 
getting a little suspicious of James Bond. So yes. he takes him out over to like his buddy's place and the owner, like they give each other a look and you know, like, all right. Oh, let's, yeah, that's when they me- try to off him in the yeah, back room. Yep. In the back, you know, but then they put it together. Felix Leiter walks in and like, you know, we were a little suspicious of you, but you must be James Bond, right? Yeah. And he's like, hey, you must be Felix Leiter. Whole thing. They introduce each other. No hard feelings. I just tried to kill you, but let's all smile and shake hands and move on about our day. And then this is a cool scene right after this. When we first meet the professor, because he goes and meets that professor because about, again, with the old double O. Basically, he was bringing rock samples from throughout the entire island. And then this guy gets taken to, we see him in, actually, great set design in this room. This professor, when we hear Dr. No on the speaker, he's just in a room by himself. And this is where we see the tarantula. Yes, yes, yes. I thought that set design was gorgeous. Just the one window shining down. Apparently, again, just one shitty set that they didn't even care about but look great on camera mm. and we first hear dr no's voice sounds scary yeah like robotic y- yeah almost which we find out that tracks you know tells him about the tarantula mm-hmm. this is how you're gonna kill james bond <laughs> <laughs> and then he goes to that hotel and i love the doors on all the hotels and everything on this island the bronze doors yeah with the the, the slips in it you know those are all like the doors in my house actually Oh, the louver doors. Is I thought you were cool? talking about the uh, the bronze doors that slide. Oh, no, no, no. I was talking about the ones that, yeah, the, the slips in it that kind of look like your blinds that are on the front. They're called louvers. They're like called louvers? Closet. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that's what they were called. But I love that. They're in all louvers. the hotels. And this is when he sees the tarantula trying to kill him. But, you know, he overcomes. And actually, this, this is one thing I have to say. And this was the first scene I noticed it. There is a lot of padding, I feel like. This movie's an hour 50. I feel like you could have cut some stuff. Oh, but, big time. Like, there's a lot of time. I don't think I would have fell asleep. No, I think they linger on a lot of stuff too long. Especially, and I know where you fell asleep because... When they get to Dr. No's lair, there's a lot of stuff you could have cut out there. A lot of stuff. We didn't need a lot. Uh, there was just way too much exposition. And the writers apparently knew that. They, that's why they had a lot of those quick edits and jump cuts. Because they were trying to cut around that the, they thought the writing wasn't the greatest. And I noticed that. I felt that. And this was a big part of that. And then after this, we see him again talking to the guy. The guy who's like the head of this island. I guess he's like the ambassador. And we see mm-hmm. his secretary overhearing him through the keyhole. Mm-hmm. And this is also where one big thing is that this girl is trying to set him up, get him killed. He figures it out right away, though. I don't know if you noticed that. Like, whoa, over-listening, huh? It's not good to over-listen, over-hear. <laughs> and then he's like, why don't, oh, well, he's like, you going out tonight? And he's like, I'll meet you at your place at 3 o'clock. And then, <laughs> bless you. Thank you. Fucking animal. So this is where we get that famous car chase scene that I was talking about. Okay, the chase scene is all right. They're going up the hill, the dirt roads, kicking around and everything like that. I have no problem with it. But they cut to close-ups of James Bond every once in a while. And if you've ever... <laughs> the rear projector behind him is just so noticeable that they're on a soundstage. Yeah. It takes you right out of it. It's a hearse, by the way, chasing him. And then the thing goes off the cliff. He gets away. And she's surprised to see him when, she knocks, when he knocks at the door. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, you should be dead. And then he, he still slips in there. He schmoozes her. She's still a bitch, though. And he trying slips to, in her, too, right? He does slip in her. And that's yeah. actually something I want to bring up because it's a few hours until the assassins come for some reason because she tips him off that he's there. He himself knows that she, he was set up, so he tips off his people to come. But they have a couple hours, so what does he do? He slips into her real nice, and they, yeah. they bang it out. And then he shuns her off. And waits for the assassins. And I love this scene, actually, how he's sitting there with the gun in his hand, waiting, and he knows what's going to happen. Right. And then the professor opens that door slowly. And he comes in guns blazing, this yeah, guy. Yeah, just opens and bang, 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 like the entire clip. Yeah, right into the... Which, uh, 
Bond counted the amount, mm-hmm. and he pointed at him. He said, that's a Smith & Weston. You already used your six, and then he shoots him, boom, mm-hmm. on the floor. Yeah, Bond lays this guy out. Good, he had it coming. I mean, this guy was just going to fucking kill him. Like, I, I was thinking, I'm like, is he going to let this guy go? Like, <laughs> I mean, he got all the information, and he right. then ended him, you know, because yep. he basically figures out who Dr. No is. And Dr. No, well, he's a piece of shit, so mm-hmm. he's just trying. He lives in a lair, so again... <laughs> What? He lives in a lair. I just think it's ridiculous that villains had lairs. Imagine, like, you become a criminal, you join Spectre, and it's like, oh, where do you want to put your lair? And what do you want the cover-up to be? Like, he's like, oh, I guess his, what is that? Is it like an oil liner? I have no idea. I go, I don't even know what that is. Well, it was like just some building on the side of the mountain. Yeah. Of. So, Felix Leiter, bring, he's not going with them to the island. And again, one big thing I noticed... Uh, all the night scenes were clearly all shot in the day, so there's just some kind of weird lens on it. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah. It just made it re- look really, really dark, like when they were going to the island on the boat. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. yeah. I'm like, I'm like I, they wanted me to think this like was Like they that. just put tinted glass in front of the camera lens. Yeah, but you still see the sun reflecting off of them. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, ooh, why does it look like that? And I guess, because again, 1960s, shooting at night, I'm guessing they, the lights would They didn't re- have the technology. No, probably, so this was the yeah. best they could do. So you have to, like, you know, take yourself out of it, because... Yeah, clearly daytime that they want you to believe is night that they're heading to this island that Dr. <laughs> Noah's on. And they get there, and Gilligan heads off on his merry way. And this is where... He took a little snooze in the sand. Yeah, and this is where we meet Honey. This is where James Bond meets Honey. And she's an iconic bikini, by the way. Looking beautiful. Supposedly supposed to be Jamaican, by the way. Did you know that? What? Yeah, I know. They tanned her to make her look Jamaican. and a white girl with blonde hair. Mm-hmm. I'm aware of this. And <laughs> they also redubbed all her lines. So somebody else is actually doing the voice. And it's also very, very noticeable. That wasn't her doing the voice? No. That so- wasn't her own voice? No, this was somebody else doing her voice. No way. I'm pretty sure, yeah. That doesn't sound right. Let me see. What's These in? chairs are crazy. Oh, yeah, look, right here. That's Honey Ryder, a local shell diver. Again, shells. Um, making a living by selling Jamaican seashells to dealers and my Angie. Andrea's spoken dialogue was dubbed by Nikki Van Der Zyl, and her singing voice was dubbed by Diane Copeland. Both were uncredited. Why? And what? Why? Apparently she was doing some kind of accent that was not clicking after the fact, so they had to redub over it. Oh my god. And the audio back then was just, in general, pretty bad. Right, yeah. <laughs> I think there was one scene, actually, where a guy's lines were, like, doubling up at one point. Did you notice that on your Blu-ray? But you're up against more than you know. No. I actually took a note of it. I had a hard time with this movie, so... <laughs> I could see that. <laughs> <laughs> I know yeah, see, I wrote, did the progressive audio sound weird, like, uh, um, at one point? Yeah, like, when they were sitting there and he was talking, I'm like, his voice sounds way different than everybody else's here. Mm. I just ran into a lot of technical issues throughout this movie, and I, I was paying attention get, to them. I know they get better. They do get better. They get better. I think by Goldfinger, that's when you'll be all in. Mm. Because that's just, it's a great movie in general. Yeah, and this is another thing. With, did you feel like their sequence when they were introducing each to each other, again, dragged way too far out? Just the two of them Who talking. Bond and the... Bond and Honey? Um, I thought that was way too long. I mean, I thought the movie itself was long. But... It was. I it was a good 90-minute movie in here. Okay, and then this is when they get kidnapped by Dr. No. And they come in there and they kill her boy real fast. Clearly off camera. Like, he like, ah! 
<laughs> blow yeah. my yeah, yeah. And then Bond and Honey turn away. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. And this is where we get my favorite. And I love the set design in here. But again, this is where I always think of Austin Powers. And I was just laughing the whole time. They bring him in. They got a secretary. And they're like, oh, let's show you to your room. Yeah. <laughs> and they bring him in there. And they spike the coffee. They pass out. It's a lot how Dr. Evil's lair was. Yeah. Oh, so much. Side of the mountain and all that. Yeah. And they freaking drag him in there. (laughs) They fall asleep. And Honey wakes up and she has the balls to ask this question. How did we get, how did we pass out like that? What do you think it was? (laughs) You know what? So, all right. This is what I don't get. There's some inconsistency. They both pass out on on the couch and Roger Moore, uh, Roger Moore, uh, Sean Connery, Falls asleep on the... Uh... Next scene, he's in bed under the covers. Yes. Uh, so I thought that they went in there and tucked him in. And that they had to. Right? right? That's what I thought. Right? I, that's just what I wrote it all But then past. they woke up in the morning and she asked... And it's like, oh, the, the coffee must have been spiked. But they're just ready yeah. to start the day. Like, I they're not ready in escape to... mode. No, they're know? not even trying to. No, like, so I... like, they're all ready for dinner with Dr. No. They want to see what this guy's all about. Yeah. And this is another bad... Um, it's not their fault. Like, what was the point of doing doing the... I guess so they didn't try to escape throughout the night? Who the fuck knows? I don't know. I just move on. Yeah, I, <laughs> Whatever. So, they, <laughs> so Dr. No sets up a nice table dinner for them because he respects Bond. And this is where we see his aquarium. Now, that aquarium behind him... <laughs> Funny story about that. Not real fish. There is a rear projector shooting onto the glass. Yeah. And they're just goldfish. Because apparently the footage, they they got footage, just some stock footage. And the guy who got it fucked up and didn't get real, like, sharks or anything. He got goldfish. So they blew it up real big. And that's why it looks weird. And that's why Dr. No makes a comment about it being 10-inch glass and looks magnified. Right, yeah. Because they had to cover up for the projector. Okay. So they wrote that line of dialogue. And I thought that was pretty fucking funny. (laughs) Well, that that would be like something you would have, the magnified, so you can see the fish. Yeah, I would need that. Yeah. Yeah, I would love it. So... He basically, he feeds them and he tells Bond his master plan like all good evil villains do. And tells him about the whole damn sleazy story about what he's about to do. And he, was like, he wants Bond to join. He's like, yeah, you, know, you seem like such a smart guy. You're outwitting me the whole way. No one else can do that. And Bond, you know, he says, no, I'm not doing it. Mm. So what do they do? They knock him out, put him in a jail cell. Of course, immediately, because it's James Bond. He breaks out. Mm-hmm. Slips into one of their security gear, mm-hmm. and we get our big fight scene at the end. Between this is probably where you fell asleep, right? You probably didn't see. Yeah, him killed. somewhere in this, I like because what you're talking about, I don't really remember. So, um, yeah, I must have been snoozing at this point. Yeah, yeah. So it, this is where it kind of like. And I know I looked at my phone. I looked at it, and I was like, "All right." I, and then I, I, I pressed the info button on my remote to see how much was left, and I had like 26 minutes left, maybe. I was like, "All right, I can power through this." And I was getting tired, and then the next thing I knew, it, I woke up to the credits, mm. and uh, that was it. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I get that. And honestly, they drag it out so much towards the end. Like, they have the fight scenes, which are good, and I love the set design of his lair. I do. I really do. And I love the suits he's wearing. Did you get to see Dr. No in his, uh, like, spacesuit with the clear hat? Yes, I saw okay. that, and I saw him get knocked off the ladder into the, I guess that was acid. Oh, so you saw the end. That's the end. When he freaking... Um, I saw that. You saw him yeah. boil to death in that water? Is that what it was? Yeah, yeah he boiled okay. to death. And you see... It was his... boiling water? It wasn't even acid? No, it was just boiling water. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> At least as far as I understand. Yeah, you got boiled to death. Because, you know, he's hanging on there. with his weird hands. Mm. And, again, another thing about the actor, not Asian. So that's a white guy also. This is just what they he used to do. He didn't look Asian, though. No, he didn't. But he's supposed to be. Right. But it's the 1960s, a very different time. 
So they were just casting whoever the fuck they wanted to cast. The guy's voice is great, though. Yeah. Uh, he's scary. Definitely would be scared of him. Although, again, he dies very easily and very fast. And, mm. of course, James Bond, um, he gets off and saves Honey. And then they sail away and we get our the end credits. Yes, on the boat. And we get a happy ending because, of course, it's the 1960s. And we can't leave the theater unhappy because the Hayes Code won't allow you to do that. And that is the end of well, the Well, that's f- how they all end. Bond gets the girl and he bangs him at the end. Except for right. more of the... Mo- uh, I guess. I, you know, I Every was, Bond movie I know of, he... Yeah, he Matt bought. has never seen the Daniel Craig ones. The Daniel Craig ones, like, flip this all upside down. I've never seen any of the Daniel nah. Craig ones. Yet. So I was talking to one of our friends, because Shamrock Balls, about it, and he feels, I think, like how you're going to feel. He stopped with the James Bond movies after the Timothy Dalton ones. He didn't even watch any of the Pierce Bronson ones. Okay, well, GoldenEye is the best Bond movie, in my opinion, so far. So far. But I feel, but he loves the Roger Moore ones, and I think you're gonna love the Roger Moore ones when they get Those to them. Those are probably the ones I'm familiar with. I, again, it's been a very long time. I, so, a quick story: uh, when I was a kid, when I was in, I wouldn't say high school, but I would say you know, maybe middle school. Before I had responsibilities, I would go visit my mom in New Jersey for the for a month in the summer. I would go there either July, probably August. I think. I used to hate that month. Well, what, August? When you would go away, your mom's with them? Why? Because what was I going to do all summer? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so I was, yeah, I was I was away for like a month at my mom's. And like, I think every, over the summer, they would always, I think it was AMC used to have the, the James Bond marathons. And they would just play Bond movies all day. And I used to watch sometimes like two or three of them in a day or every night it was on or so, whatever it was. I just remember watching a ton of James Bond over the summers. And, uh, I, again, I don't remember which ones I saw, but that's just where I'm at. But I just remember GoldenEye. I, I specifically remember watching that one maybe before or after playing the game on Nintendo 64. But it was definitely related. Definitely seen GoldenEye the most out of all the Bond yeah. movies. This was actually my, only my second time seeing Dr. No. So after talking with you and having that four-star letterbox grade, I kept that because I really appreciate Dr. No. But I really felt the length this time. And I felt like a lot of padding. And uh, the mistakes in the filmmaking itself are forgiven just because of the time. and like that. We're low... going to keep that four stars? Right? Uh, I'm going to keep it just because I, I'm going to forgive a lot. It's 1962. It's their first James Bond movie. I agree. You it's, know, again, I I liked it. I'm glad I saw it, uh, but I don't think I'm gonna rush back to it. This feels like to me like a very big like a, a foundation. Like mm-hmm. this is like the start of a house because like yeah, you fine. start like you said like they put the line in shaken not stirred. You know, Bond James Bond. He had like Honey is the first Bond girl, but I don't think she's like the regular Bond girls. This it, is like one, I guess one of the only examples of a franchise where they get better as they go on or well they get better sequels are better than the original well they get better and then people will say they this start they get they, yeah, yeah then they start to go ebbs and flows as yeah get and to- then you get your you know some people like certain actors yeah that, you know and- but that's another thing is everyone has their preference of who is james bond and I, I you know i have a favorite and i'll reveal it later but the thing is is like every james bond has some great movies and then every james bond has some bad movies i think they all none of them have like a perfect filmography even daniel craig who i love like and i know a lot of people do but some of those daniel craig movies have some real lows and mm. you know it can't be denied and it's the same thing with this like this is the first one out of the gate again it's like why Watching the first season of a sitcom, they got to figure out what works and what doesn't, and eventually they do. Yeah, so, maybe just being a '90s kid. When if you just say James Bond to me, the first one that popped in mind, 
is definitely going to be Pierce Bronson for me. Well, when I hear James Bond, the face that pops in my head is Pierce Bronson, too. Again, right. same reason as you, because we grew up with Pierce Bronson. When and we GoldenEye gr- was just a huge oh my part God. of my if life. If you're around our age... Nintendo 64. Yeah. GoldenEye yeah, was a-, a big childhood game for pretty much anyone that was around. That is the reason why it just came to Xbox, Wii, and PlayStation. is because we grew up with that game. Mm-hmm. And it's iconic to this day. There was one other James Bond game I literally can't remember on the PlayStation 1 that I remember a snow mission with a sniper, and I just can't remember it. Well, I just bought that game last night and it's Tomorrow Never Dies. That makes sense because that probably would have came out around when Tomorrow Never Dies the movie came out which would be mm-hmm. like what? There was only two on PS1. It was Tomorrow Never Dies and The World Is Not Enough I believe. No, those are both Pierce Bronson movies. Yep. Yep. Pierce Bronson he, he uh, we'll get to him later because this is only the first. We're on Sean Connery now and I love Sean Connery and I can't wait to watch if I remember, though, From Russia With Love was one that I really didn't love. I don't remember. I don't think I've seen that one either. That might be the one with Robert Shaw. No, that's Goldfinger, I think, too. Um, I, no, it's not. I don't know. I get rushed. From Russia With Love is very forgettable How to me. How many are Sean Connery? Sean Connery has a weird list because Sean Connery left and came back. Really? Mm-hmm. And we're not reviewing this on here either because I know it's not in that box set. There is uh, a Sean Connery spinoff movie. Well, not spinoff, but it wasn't done in the real James Bond franchise. Still a James Bond movie, but doesn't connect to the 007 franchise. Never Say Never Again. It's a spinoff movie that came out around the same year as Robert Roger Moore's James Bond movie, which I can't remember which one. So it's weird that they had that happen, and it's just a one-off. And at that point, people have always said that it's a good movie, but Sean Connery was very old by that point because it was the 80s. Yeah, it's not in here. Although, Sean Connery, he had a big comeback in the 80s and 90s. That's what I think of Sean Connery. I never think of Sean Connery as James Bond. Like I, The Rock? And... Like, I think of The Rock, and now I think of Highlander, The Hunt for Red October, The Last mm. Crusade. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm not too familiar with young Sean Connery either. But I know old Sean Connery. I just watched that Barbara Streisand interview again where he talks about giving women just a, a little slap. Yeah. <laughs> if they deserve it, you know? The fact is that with that interview is he said that in the 60s when he was James Bond and she brought it up to him like he was going to be apologetic and sorry about it. And he's like, I still feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> he's, stuck <to> it. <laughs> he's still stuck to his gun. I mean, his logic, it's, it's just ridiculous. But it's, I mean, I... if he would have said that today, they would have canceled him. But right. back then, it was just like, he felt like you're going to get a lot of mail. He's like, he just doesn't even give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> I'll throw it out. Like, I don't know. That's awesome. <laughs> Sean Connery, man. Sean Connery. But I think that's going to do it for us here on Half-Ass Movie Reviews for our first episode of, you know, James Bond Reviews. So, Dr. No, next week will be from Russia with Love. This one might not have been the longest breaking down the plot, but I do feel like there was a lot of filler in there. Yeah, and for me, personally, that was kind of hard to get pay attention, it. get through, uh, recap. Again, I just... John, John drives the ship. I, I just chime in here and there. But when I drive the ship again, it's like driving I'm like a drunk fucking pilot. I'm telling you, it's, it's not. I'm the, I shouldn't be in charge, but I guess someone's got to do it. It's like flying. It's like flying on Frontier Airlines. Like you know, he's not a good pilot, but he still got the job. So you know, he can kind of get you there, right? right, 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 right. <laughs> you know, he's just not going to get recruited by you know American. <laughs> That's me. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, that's until gonna, next time. Yeah, that's gonna do it for us here. If you guys like these kinds of videos and podcasts, nothing helps us out more than by liking this video, subscribing to the channel, searching for us on all podcast services, subscribing to us there, giving us five stars for a couple of five star men. When you're done with all that, run out in the streets, grab your golden gun, and tell your friends about us. Mm-hmm.